A top spot in the NFL playoffs was locked up. We witnessed likely the end of a former top wide receiver's career on Sunday and how Week 17 has set us up for fireworks in the regular season finale, Week 18. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day. Fired up, it is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Could Kyler Murray and the Cardinals get back on track on a three-game losing skit on the road in Big D taking on Dak and the Cowboys? We'll recap that game. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Bob Rackies is way to find me, Bo Brock, and of course at Locked On Network. Great daily content there. And on our YouTube page here for the Locked On NFL podcast, search us, subscribe, like our videos. We appreciate it. Happy New Year from the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen each and every day in 2021 and now in the new year, 2022. Week 17 did not disappoint. There were some great games, absolute great games, wild scenes, including how you you wouldn't even believe how Antonio Brown went out in just a blaze of glory. I, I think we all saw this coming. We'll get into that scene, but the top spot in the NFC was locked up. Another division was clinched, and the playoff dreams were ended for a few teams on Sunday. But I thought it was going to be an easy week for Tom Brady and the Bucks. They entered Sunday still in the running for that top spot in the NFC and were facing the New York Jets. This was a game that I did not expect to talk about, at least feature on the podcast on Monday because it was a showdown between the Bucs, who are one of the top teams in the NFC, and the lowly New York Jets. But the Bucs struggled a little bit more than we anticipated with the Jets. They had the rally past gangrene 28-24, but the biggest story from this game was one of their the embattled receiver that is Antonio Brown absolutely just throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of this game and pretty much ending his Bucks career to talk about it's David Harrison. David, what the heck went down? Can you give us the play-by-play of Antonio Brown pretty much ending his tenure with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, essentially what happened, Bo, is that during the third quarter, Bruce Arians at one point asked Antonio Brown to go into the game. They're trailing you know, they were down by two scores at the time, trying to mount a comeback on the road and continue their winning ways as they jock, continue to jockey for hope. what they hope is going to become eventually a number one seed in the NFL playoffs. The NFC playoff picture, we'll see if that comes to fruition. And AB basically, you know, refused to go back in the game. So uh, B.A. at that point kind of just left him alone. Uh, they were driving down the field and B.A. tried to get A.B. to go back in the game. Uh, a second time, he again refused. So Bruce Arians basically told him, look, if you're not going to go in the game, if you're not going to play, just leave. Just, just completely leave the field. If you're going to pull yourself out of the game uh, and uh, AB decided that that was how he was going to exit the field. I mean, you know, truth be told, if he just gets up and walks in the locker room, there's probably still drama and everybody's wondering if he's injured and, and all this stuff. And maybe the team covers and says, yeah, you know, his ankle was kind of acting up. So he's not going to play the rest of the game. But he basically left and nobody any wiggle room to to cover for him or to make any excuses for him the way that he left the field. And Bruce Arians was asked, you know, as expected right after the game. Uh, what the deal was with Antonio Brown. And he said, in no uncertain terms, he's no longer a buck. There you go. It's as simple as that. And uh, I mean, just ethered the bridge uh, <laughs> between him and the, in the, in the Buccaneers, which was, it was, it wasn't on, you know, uh, as far as the, it, it was a pretty, 
the relationship wasn't in good standing already. He had the uh, the vax the the vax card and all that earlier this season. He missed a couple games with that. I'm sure the organization wasn't too happy there. Um, what does it do as as far as the team going forward? I mean, they they have obviously Mike Evans as far as a wide receiver. Does does it does the roster take a hit is without having Antonio Brown in the lineup? Moving yeah, I mean, from a football standpoint, you know, yeah, between football. the lines, obviously, you know, Antonio Brown is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL to this day. And and there's no denying that personality or potentially mental health, uh, you know, set aside. He is truly one of the most talented wide receivers to play the game. Uh, but, you know, there comes a certain point in time. And I think uh, Terry Bradshaw said it on the Fox Sports broadcast that, uh, you know, eventually your personality outweighs your talent. And that's basically what AB uh, has done here in this situation. So the, the roster is going to take a hit and then. Losing Chris Godwin for the rest of the year to the to the to the knee injury, you know, last week is obviously going to hurt even more after this, and it's just it's one thing after another. But at the end of the day, you saw Mike Evans, Cyril Grayson has stepped up huge in the last two games, back to back games with 81 yards receiving, and and today he catches the game winning touchdown pass from Tom Brady, so that's positive. Scotty Miller, you know, if if anybody watched the NFC playoffs last year, they saw what he's capable of doing on a play to play basis. Tyler Johnson still. Uh, kind of in the mix there. And uh, look, Terrell Owens uh, actually tweeted out hashtag uh, playoff Terrell <laughs> at the Buccaneers. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is 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 scoring for two-point conversions at the end yeah. of this game. You never know. Maybe Terrell Owens makes a comeback. But at the end of the day, you know, the team is going to to come together. Rob Ronkowski kind of talked about that after the game is just lean on each other as a family, as a team within the locker room. Uh, NBA has already shifted his focus to the guys playing the game, not the guys who used to play the game. Yeah, it's crazy the incentives that uh, Antonio Brown, AB, was he was going to cash in on. Uh, I think he was just uh, you know very close to making three hundred thirty three thousand for a couple different incentives. Really, just cost himself a ton of money. Um, real quick, as far as the actual game that was played, they did rally back. They did win. They did keep themselves in position to win the NFC. Uh, you know, they're they're third now. They move up from fourth. They're behind uh, the the Rams at two and the Green Bay Packers at one. Uh, what, what was it? Was it the Jets just came out on fire? Or was was this team just complacent, not ready to play as far as the Bucks go? Yeah, I think, I mean, there was a lot going on, you know, and, and just kind of steal a quote from the other team that I cover, the Washington football team, head coach Ron Rivera says these are real people and uh, expletive happens, you know, and, and these are people, they're, they're, they're not robots, you know. Um, so you have, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean, two of the starting cornerbacks who were on the COVID list, tested uh, negative on Sunday, got cleared to play or Saturday, got cleared to play had to take a private flight. They had weather delays. They didn't even show up till the game was already underway, trying to warm up on the on the side of the field. No Jason Pierre-Paul, no Shaquille Barrett. So there's a lot of reasons why the defense was a little bit flustered to, to begin with. But I think what you see as the game progresses is the team kind of settles in. They rely on their leadership, being on the coaches on the sidelines and on the field as well. They just kind of, kind of stay within the scheme as it's designed for them to be successful. And uh, rely on the goat to uh, to do goat things, and that's exactly what happened. It was Tom Brady's fifty third game winning drive in his career and forty second fourth quarter comeback. Just continues to compile absolutely insane numbers in his incredible career. Of course, the goat. It was probably the game of the day, and it had one team in its division. Also, an organization synonymous with defense had a pretty incredible record set on Sunday. I'll tell you what that was, but I'm pumped to tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's a new year, and so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Build Bar in your plan. It's the secret weapon 
you need to know about. Everybody needs to know about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, they even taste sometimes like a chemical spill. It's it's brutal. You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this might not be worth it. Where the hell's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Light in the calories, sugar, carbs department, high in the protein. Just what you want. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually is around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Get that secret weapon for your New Year's resolution and save some money while you're doing it. If you're balling on a budget, well, Built Bar understands. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday edition of the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm pumped for you making the Lockdown NFL Podcast your number one first listen each and every day in 2021 and continuing to do so in 2022. Happy New Year. And uh, look, we're free. We're available on all platforms. So the Chicago Bears, an organization synonymous with defense, right? The Monsters of the Midway, the 85 Bears, Stick Budkiss, Singletary, Erlacher, Khalil Mack recently. But Robert Quinn put his name in in the Bears' record book as the Bears dominated their way to a 29-3 victory over the New York Giants in the Windy City. Robert Quinn recorded his 18th sack of the season to break the club's single-season record that had been held by Richard Dent. Darnell Mooney caught seven passes, 69 yards, and a touchdown. David Montgomery carried the ball 22 times for 64 yards and a pair of scores. Chicago has now won in its last two games. Mike Glennon started a quarterback for the G-Men but was sacked four times through two picks. Saquon Barkley had his best day of the season after rushing for 102 yards on 21 carries. New York has lost four games in a row. The Patriots blew out Jacksonville 50-10. to in Foxborough, a 50-burger. Mac Jones threw for 227 yards, three touchdowns, including his first two touchdowns of undrafted free agent Christian Wilkinson's career. New England combined for 181 yards on the ground. Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie out of Oklahoma. Damian Harris, second year back. Each ran for a couple of touchdowns. With the win, the Patriots clinched the spot. In the postseason, Trevor Lawrence had another rough start for the top pick in the Jags. The rookie quarterback threw one touchdown for 193 yards, but was sacked twice and intercepted three times in the game. Jacksonville has now dropped eight games in a row. Devin Singletary rushed for 110 yards, two touchdowns as the Bills defeated the Falcons 29-15 in Orchard Park, New York. Singletary emerging as the RB1 up there in New- in Buffalo. Singletary helped Buffalo clinch a playoff spot and proved to 10-6. Josh Allen struggled with three interceptions but made up for it with 81 rushing yards and two scores on the ground. The Bills defense limited Atlanta to only 265 yards of total offense. The Falcons saw their playoff hopes Come to an official end as they drop to 7-9. Matt Ryan had a quiet game, completing 13 of 23 passes, 197 yards. Atlanta led 15 of 14 and a half, but was held scoreless in the second half. Now for what was probably the game of the day on Sunday. Two playoff-bound squads. The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I bring on from Locked On Bengals, Jake Lisko. 
Jake, uh, it was looking a little bleak early on for the Bengals, but they're able to rally back and they get the dramatic game-winning field goal as time expires to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 34-31, ending Casey's eight-game win streak, and the Bengals, for the first time since 2015, are AFC North division winners. Yeah, feels feels great for... Me as a podcaster, me as, you know, a little bit of a Bengals fan, you know, it's nice for the show. But, you know, I've been covering this team since Zach Taylor took over in Cincinnati. And this was the first year I got to say we were covering a team with a winning record. And now it's the first year I get to say we covered a team that won a division. So good news for everybody. You know, this like like I was kind of saying, the, the the Chiefs came out of the gates hot in this contest, and the in the in the Bengals were able to kind of rally back. What was was it more of the the offensive side of the football, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that side of the ball, or was it the defense that was able to kind of slow things down and get them back to neutral and get back into this game and eventually win it? Really a, a team effort, right? But Jamar Chase sparks things with an insane juke move after a little in-route, in-breaking route, and he goes 67 yards, and and nobody on Kansas City's team can, can catch him. That 4-3-1 time from that LSU Pro Day looking a little legit when you got a 4-4 guy in Juan Thornhill who gets dusted. I mean, maybe it's a bad angle, but he he couldn't catch Chase. So Jamar gets it started and really kept it going. And, and Steve Spagnuolo, the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator, I, I feel like had a questionable game plan to continue putting Jamar Chase in one-on-one situations. Didn't learn anything from Wink Martindale doing it to the Bengals in week seven. The last time Jamar Chase went over 200 yards in a game, uh, which is very rare, by the way, two 200-yard games in one season, uh, so, so yeah, I, I thought that there was some, some questionable decision-making from Kansas City's defense. They were getting some pressure, but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have beaten pressure all year when you leave Jamar Chase manned up outside. And Kansas City has good corners, not good enough. The other side of it is, is the Bengals' defense did adjust a little bit in the second half. Kansas City only had three possessions. And so part of it is keep away. Yeah. Part of it, I think, is... The Bengals adjusting their pass rush plan a little bit to do a better job of containing Patrick Mahomes, better job of preventing him from creating off script. And the the secondary, despite giving up, you know, a total of 30, 31 points, I think, uh, I thought they played pretty well, did a good job containing Kelsey and Tyreek Hill in particular. And in the second half, the Bengals also got away from the single high looks and, and did a better job of keeping things in front of them. Yeah, Jamar Chase won somebody their fantasy championship game on Sunday with the 11 catch, 266 yard, three touchdown performance, uh, beating a team the caliber of the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 17, clinching the AFC North. Uh, what does this do for this organization in in, in the near future in 2021 in the playoffs and uh, in going forward? Well, I think it signals. This is like a legitimate statement game. People have talked about the Baltimore Ravens game as a statement game or or the second Ravens game as a statement game or the Steelers victories for the Bengals as a statement game. But th- those teams, while, while I think beating the Ravens in week seven is a big, big deal for this team, the way they did it and to blow out the Chiefs to me, at least before this game, maybe still, I don't know, are, are the class of the AFC. They've been to the Super Bowl two years in a row. Patrick Mahomes is is fantastic. He he was generally really good today and the, the Bengals ended their win streak and and the Bengals have done this before. Everyone remembers, maybe not everyone. You might remember Chad Johnson guaranteeing that the at the time nobody 
Cincinnati Bengals, I think in 2003, would defeat the, at the time, 9-0 and Kansas City Chiefs. And so the, the Bengals and the Chiefs, the, the Bengals like to make statements against Kansas City, and I think they've done it again here with a, a pretty signature win for Zach Taylor in his third year coaching the Bengals. Joe Burrow's absolutely on fire. Last week, he set the Bengals' single-game mark for passing yardage with over 500 yards, besting Boomer Esiason's franchise mark. And, you know, just a ho-hum day on Sunday, 30 for 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns. He did not finish the game. Actually, the last couple plays on offense, the Bengals were run uh, through backup Brandon Allen because Burrow had to exit, hobbled off with a knee injury, something to follow along with uh, before the game-winning field goal was kicked through the uprights. Also in that monster game, Jamar Chase. He now has the rookie single-season record in the NFL for receiving yards. Beating his college teammate, Justin Jefferson, of course, part of that powerhouse LSU team that won the championship in 2019 with Joe Burrow. Chase now 1,429 yards, beats Jefferson's 1,400 yards. And you have to appreciate that it happened in 16th game of the season for the Bengals. And people can't point to an extra game for the reason why Jamar Chase was able to best his college teammates' rookie NFL record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a season. The Titans exploded for a big win over the Dolphins and clinched the AFC South in the process. Another division spoken for. Tennessee picked up a 34-3 win over the Dolphins in the Music City, moved to 11-5. The Titans leaned on the ground game. Dante Foreman rushed for 132 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill had a solid game, throwing for just 120 yards, but two touchdowns. It was a rough game for Tua, who completed 18 of 38 passes for 205 yards and an interception. Duke Johnson led Miami with seven carries for 49 yards. The Dolphins dropped to 8-8, eight and eight, and after kind of a miraculous run after a disastrous start, they have now been eliminated from playoff contention. Odell Beckham Jr. scored a go-ahead touchdown as the Rams edged the Ravens 2019 late in Baltimore. Matthew Stafford threw two touchdowns, two more interceptions in the win, five over his last two weeks. Los Angeles 12-4 can clinch the NFC West with a win or Cardinals loss in Week 18. They'll take on San Francisco. Big divisional matchup there. Chuck Clark returned an interception for a touchdown for the Ravens. Baltimore slips to 8-8. Eight and eight. Interesting tidbit about the Ravens. They've lost five straight games. In four of those games, they've lost by two points or less. It's just soul-crushing for that fan base. The Eagles are earning themselves a hard-fought division win on the road in Landover, Maryland, just outside of D.C. Taking on the Washington football team, Boston Scott rushed for two scores. Eagles took out WFT 20-16. Rodney McLeod came up big with an interception of Taylor Heineke. Late to close the door, Philly improves to 9-7. Heineke threw the pick in the loss. Washington eliminated from playoff contention officially at 6-10. After the game, Jalen Hurts was walking to the visiting locker room at FedEx Field, which is just a complete just disaster. The thing should be condemned at this point. But uh, Philly fans were leaning on the railing to greet Hertz, and the side of the tunnel collapsed. It caused fans to spill into the tunnel. Though It appeared nobody was hurt or needed treatment. According to a statement from the Washington football team, the fans fell approximately six feet, and Hertz was able to avoid the falling aficionados and was unhurt. The top spot in the NFC was locked up Sunday night. A 50-burger, another one, was dropped 
on Sunday as well. And a look at what's at stake in Week 18. NFL fans, I'm going to hook you up. And it's an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store. Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get a bonus. $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a $0.50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making them as, as much as two, $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. Absolutely no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. It's simple. It's free. Download the GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for a free $0.25. Cents. That means $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's touchdown. Hope you had a solid holidays, an incredible new year. Can't wait to see what's in store in 2022. Thanks for making the Lockdown NFL podcast your first listen each and every day. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown Network for great content there. You can follow me if you want some Arizona Cardinals content at Bob Brack. Easiest way to find it. We'll get into that Cardinals Cowboys game. Couple teams destined for the postseason already punched their ticket. Now they're just kind of jockeying the playoff standings. We'll get into that contest. The Saints defense managed to keep their season alive as they beat the Panthers 18-10 in the Big Easy. Cameron Jordan led a dominant effort with three and a half sacks, three tackles for a loss, and three quarterback hits. He was a madman. New Orleans totaled seven sacks as the team improved to 8-8. Eight and eight. That keeps them in the NFC wildcard race. Taysom Hill threw for 222 yards, a touchdown, and the winning effort. Sam Darnold, Carolina, could not get things going as they dropped to 5-11. and 11. The wheels have just officially fallen off. They fell off weeks ago in Carolina. Darnold, 17 for 26, 132 yards pick. Chuba Hubbard, well, he uh, rushed for the lone touchdown for the Panthers and totaled 55 yards on the ground. Carolina's lost six straight. And there was a big victory in the afternoon games. The Arizona Cardinals, they were slumping. They lost three straight. They took out the surging Dallas Cowboys. Sure, their offense and Dak Prescott wasn't where they wanted to be, but they've been winning football games. The Arizona Cardinals were able to put a stop to that. 25-22 on the road, something that they've been doing all season long. To talk more about it, I bring on my co-host, Alex Clancy, you hear him here Thursdays here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast with Tyler Rowland. Alex, how do you think the Arizona Cardinals were able to get back on track against Dak and the Cowboys? They protected Kyler Murray and they played good defense. I mean, it sounds like kind of cliche. The offensive line plays well. uh, The defense plays well. Kind of got the Cowboys all out of sorts for like two and a half quarters of the game. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't look good at all until towards the tail end of the game. And Kyler Murray kind of got back into his his swagger and his form of, you know, a top seven or top eight quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, it's it was just good to see the Cardinals look competent and solid after three terrible weeks of football. It's been awful. I mean, it's been – they've found different ways to lose football games and they've been just uh, inconsistent after such a hot start, 10-2. and two. But, you know, you talk about protecting Kyler Murray and – 
one of your points that we talked about on Monday's podcast was Rodney Hudson being back in the lineup. And he was a guy that they acquired this offseason from the Las Vegas Raiders, who's been a perennial pro bowler at the center position. But he's really been a calming influence on that offensive line. And you think he might be one of general manager Steve Kimes' best acquisitions of all time. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, we'll see how the season plays out, but they they won today or they won Sunday without DeAndre Hopkins. feel like that Rodney Hudson could be could go down as a bigger acquisition for the Cardinals than DeAndre Hopkins. And they had to give him a third-round pick, but what Steve Kime did was he's like, you know what, I know that you just voided Rodney Hudson's contract. Uh, I'll give you a third-round pick for him so we don't have to worry about you know going to the highest bidder. And it's, it's proven that whenever Rodney Hudson's on the field, the Cardinals win most games. Yeah, and on the defensive side of the football, and it can't be understated because they had a tremendous performance against this this high-powered offense as far as yardage that Dallas was the top team in the league coming into Sunday. Uh, you know, who, who do you kind of attribute the most, uh, I guess, who should we credit for all the success for their defense on Sunday? It's the safeties. I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily directly correlated each play. Isaiah Simmons had had the biggest defensive play with the strip sack that was recovered by Dennis Gardeck. But Buda Baker had a sack. Buda Baker was an absolute machine. And Jalen Thompson over the top as, as a mauling tackler. Those two guys are the heartbeat of the defense. And they may not have a direct impact of every play. But without Robert Alford, without Marco Wilson, with backup corners and Byron Murphy, they're the eyes in the sky that have to keep everything in front of them and keep the defense humming. Yeah, three losses in a row going into that game on Sunday. The Arizona Cardinals were in the conversation as one of the best teams in the NFL earlier this year. Completely fell from grace. What does this win do for them going forward? Gives them hope. I mean, seriously, it it would have been a very, very tough day today. Very tough day today, especially with you and me talking. Oh, man, I would not have been a happy camper. I would say get rid of everybody. If they would have lost after after playing so well in the first half, it gives them hope and it gives them perspective that the NFL, there's no such thing as momentum in the NFL. One week could change everything. And the Cardinals are in line to potentially win the division with a win on Sunday and a Rams loss to the 49ers. Yeah, a lot at stake in week 18, especially the NFC playoff picture. The Cardinals right now sit fifth overall. If things were in, they would play once again in Dallas against the Cowboys, who would be the fourth seed if they win the NFC East, they've won the NFC East. A couple more games to tell you about here on the Locked On NFL podcast. The 49ers inching closer to a playoff berth. Rookie Trey Lance, the third overall pick in the 2021 draft, threw a pair of touchdown passes, ran for another as the Niners topped the Texans 23-7 at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Lance got the start in place of the injured Jimmy Garoppolo, Elijah Mitchell, He had a TD catch and ran for 119 yards and set a rookie franchise record for rushing yards in a season for San Francisco. He has 878 rushing yards entering the regular season finale. At 9-7, the Niners can clinch a playoff spot with a win over the Rams in Week 18. Even with a loss, San Francisco will have a chance uh, to clinch a playoff spot. Davis Mills threw up for 163 yards, one touchdown, and an interception for Houston, which dropped to 4-12. Justin Herbert threw for 237 yards, two touchdowns as the Chargers beat the Broncos 34-13 in Englewood. Herbert guided an efficient Los Angeles offense and connected three times with Mike Williams for 63 yards and a score. The Chargers got revenge for their Week 12 loss to Denver and improved to 9-7. That places them firmly in the race for the AFC Wild Card. The Broncos again struggled to produce under Drew Locke as the team dropped to 7-9. Locke finished 18 for 25, 245 yards and a touchdown. Denver has dropped three straight and was officially eliminated from playoff contention. 
The Seahawks smoked the Lions in a battle of two sub-500 teams. The Seahawks beat the Lions 51-29, to your second 50-burger of the, of the game or of the day. Russell Wilson threw for 236 yards, four touchdowns, three of which went to DK Metcalf. It wasn't just those two lighting it up for Seattle. Rashad Penny, former first-round pick, had a career-high 170 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Seahawks improved to 6-10. and 10. Starting in place of Jared Goff, Detroit quarterback Tim Boyle threw for 262 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Lions rookie wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown had eight catches for 111 yards and a touchdown and ran for a score as well. Detroit fell to 2-13-1. One of the hotter teams in football, the Indianapolis Colts, fell at home to the Los Angeles Raiders uh, in Indy. Dan Carlson knocked through a 33-yard field goal as time expired, and the Raiders win 23-20. Looking at the box score, you've got Derek Carr going 24 for 31, 255 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Josh Jacobs, a touchdown on the ground. Hunter Renfro, seven catches for 76 yards and a touchdown for the silver and black. In victory, Carson Wentz, he threw for a touchdown, for in just 148 yards, Jonathan Taylor found the end zone as well on the ground. 20 carries for 108 yards. Bad loss for Indy. It falls to 9-7. and seven. The Raiders, they improved to 9-7. and seven. The NFC's road to the Super Bowl now runs through Green Bay. The Packers crushed the Vikings 37-10 on a frigid Sunday night. Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers threw for a pair of touchdown passes in the win. A.J. Dillon scored twice on the ground. Green Bay clinches the number one seed in the NFC. While the victory, with the victory, while the Vikings are eliminated from postseason contention with the loss. Taking a look at what's at stake in week 18. Of course, you have Monday Night Football to look forward to tonight, the final Monday night of the 2021 season. Final Manning cast as well, at least, at least for the regular season. But uh, it's going to be, sounds like likely Big Ben's Roethlisberger's final game in the NFL, Steelers host the Cleveland Browns. But uh, here's what's at stake as far as Week 18 as of right now. Five teams vying for the final three playoff spots heading into the regular season finale. In the AFC, the Colts, Chargers, Raiders, all trying to snag one of the final two spots. The Bolts visit Las Vegas on Sunday Night Football, wrap up their regular season, while Indy travels to face Jacksonville, with the Eagles clinching a playoff berth on Sunday, the final NFC spot is down to the San Francisco 49ers and New Orleans Saints. The Niners will visit the Rams to end the season on Sunday while the Saints are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And th- there's a lot at play for the Rams. They're trying to lock up the division. They're battling out the Cardinals as well. The Cardinals Uh, They're taking on the Seattle Seahawks. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock, in this Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Happy New Year once again from me and us here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope 2022 is a special year for you, your football team, whichever team you follow. Hopefully lots of wins in your future. Lucas Braun, Ross Jackson, they're going to hook you up recapping Monday Night Football plus some insight, probably recapping fantasy football. A lot of people wrapped up their seasons this week. Hopefully you won your fantasy football league. Thanks for making the Lockdown NFL podcast your first listen. 
Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q. Expert analysis, insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms just like this podcast. Have a great Monday. Have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you at this time next week to wrap up. How are we already here to wrap up the 2021 NFL regular season and previewing the playoffs?